Hello and welcome to the Hefty Podcast Empty Your Queue, where we're emptying some of our favorite movies from our queue and also movies we've never seen before. And that would be one today for me, the Stanford Prison Experiment, which Dustin, who I'm joined by. Yes, hello. Uh, watched on Netflix. You said it's only on there for another two weeks. Yeah, it said it was going to be be off Netflix, I think, June 17th. Okay. So about two weeks from today, we're recording this on the 7th. So yeah, 10 so days. You got if nine days to really, watch this. Yeah, if this, if this is the one I post tomorrow. it's just going to like HBO Max or something like that. I, yeah, I don't know. So what is the Sanford Prison Experiment? Because I know what it is, but I'm not yeah. familiar. Like I've never seen it. I've heard about it. I've read. So this is an updated version. I guess it's been a movie before. Yeah, is I think it, it was a, like in the 70s or yeah. early 80s. So this is a 2015 updated version of this movie. And what it is is in 1971 a Stanford professor decided that he wanted to try this experiment he had, this social experiment idea, to see why there's so much abuse between like prisoners and guards and why the prison mentality is what it is amongst prisoners. So what he does is his team selects and hires 18 students, and they're going to all be paid $15 a day, and nine of them are going to be prisoners, and nine of them are going to be guards. And it's supposed to be this two-week experiment in in just basically, like, the social ecosystem of a prison. And, like, they're going to try to create it the best they can. So they they pick their people. It's funny. They do, like, this questionnaire where they're like, have you done any drugs? Are you alcoholic? Are you prone to violent outbursts? Are you?" And they're like, it's what? It's how much money? $15 a day? No, no, not me. Yeah. No drugs, no alcohol, no nope, nothing. Like <laughs> everyone lies basically because they're like, oh man, they're all college kids. They're I want to get fifteen dollars a day, which really shows that this is nineteen seventy one. Yeah, yeah. So and they ask everybody. They conclude the questionnaire with like, if you were if you were picked, would you want to be a guard or a prisoner? And everyone goes prisoner. Oh, prisoner for sure. I couldn't handle the pressure of being a guard. Like, are you kidding? Every single person they interview is like prisoner. Really? They're, yeah, not one person's like guard. Like no. I was thinking guard. Like I was like I would go guard. Give me all the power. So you were what's wrong with the uh, with the system it would seem. That's so, true. So what happens is they uh they assign people guards and prisoners and they give the they pull the guards aside basically and they're like, "All right guys, you have all the power. You make them do whatever, but the rule is you can't physically hit them. Like you cannot harm them." And uh, it's supposed to last 14 days. It lasted, I think, six. Six days? There were multiple mental breakdowns. There were, like, abuse starts day one. Like, they set up all the parameters and everything, 20 minutes or so, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Day one, things have gone out of control, and the guards are pretty much crazy with power. Okay. The dudes playing the guards are like get so committed to it. Like, one dude in particular... They all they all um, make fun of him and refer to him as like John Wayne because they're like, look at this guy who thinks he's John Wayne here, tough guy. Yeah, because he's just got his like he's a guard with like his aviator sunglasses on and he's like, make your bed and like they, he makes it. It's got Ezra Miller who played the Flash. Okay, so he's like he's like he's talking to Ezra Miller. He's like, is hey, Ezra Miller still canceled? Sorry to go off topic. I don't know. I he canceled really for like physically assaulting people and just kind of being a dick. He just yeah, just like assaulted a fan. Yeah. Who was like, oh, I really like your But there were other instances of him doing shit like that after that came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't... And I think that's why he kind of, like, slinked off and, like, 
went in hiding, if you will. Because wasn't he, was he taken off the Flash or? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone's commenting. Oh, so it. maybe that's why it's just like, okay, well, we're going to just bury this. <laughs> we're going to make this Because disappear. we don't need anything else in this Justice League to be fucking costing <laughs> us any more money. We can't do the, the Flashless cut. Or yeah, the, the Flashless yeah. Snyder cut. So okay, so they have so you have these nine students. You have yeah, you have uh, that are guards and nine students that are prisoners. And they're like the guards are like make your bed, make your bed again. That's not clean enough. And then they like leave, they clock out, and they leave. And they're talking when the next shift of guards comes on because they do it in shifts of three for the guards. Oh okay, so it's like three at a so time. So there's always, always nine prisoners. Always nine prisoners, but, but three, three guards, guards shift uh, on three different shifts. Yes. Okay. So the the guards of the first shift is leaving and they're like, man, we really gave, they make them all refer to themselves and each other by their numbers. So oh, the prisoners? Like, yeah. They, so they're like, hey, number one. You're number, yeah, you're number 8612. Like, I think Ezra Miller's 8612. Okay. And they're like, man, we really gave 8612 a hard time. Very huh? Les Miserables. Yeah. Okay. They're like, we really gave him a hard time, huh? Made him make his bed 12 times. He did 45 push-ups. We did this. We did, and like, they're laughing about it. And then the next wave of guards is like, oh, well, we'll have to mess with him, too. Let's go. Let's get in there. And they go in there and they, like, wake everyone up at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning with whistles and banging on stuff. And, like, the whole time all of this is happening, all of the adults and the instructor who is, like, this is his experiment, who is played by Billy Crudup. Oh, okay. Um, They're sitting in, like, an office with an audio video feed watching all of it happen. As you would with this and it's experiment like, like it's this. him and like his assistants and they're all like the assistants are watching at one point like night shift style and they're like, do we go get him? Like, what do we do? Because day one, one of the guards punches Ezra Miller in the face with his nightstick. Oh, so they totally just disregard it, chaos the no physical reigns violence almost immediately. Oh, wow. Like, before the end of day one, they throw Ezra Miller and someone else in solitary confinement and they're like, that's what you get for Sasson. And they're like. There's only three of them. There's nine of us. We could probably we could probably take them out. We could probably, and it's like day one, and they're planning a a riot. Basically okay, already. yeah. So then, like, they go get Billy Crudup, and they're like, "Hey, look!" The assistants go get Billy Crudup. Sorry, I should say, and they go get him, and they're like, "Hey, look what happened! These guards are already like, already kind of losing it. Like, this yeah. is only gonna get worse. What do we do?" And Billy Crudup's like, "Let it be." Well, he's like, Let "Oh this... my god! Like, this is exactly what I envisioned. Like, yeah. I can't believe this is actually happening." Oh hell yeah! I need let's, more of this. Let's let this roll. Yeah, yeah, let's see what they do. Let's see. What, and they're like, "Scientific what do you mean? method, baby." They're like, "What do you mean to see what they do? This is day one. It's yeah. only gonna get worse from this." Yeah, he's already like choking. Someone has dude. been assaulted and thrown into solitary confinement for talking back. Like, and someone <laughs> else has been like chokeholded. Like, yeah. and it's just. It breaks down immediately, and Billy Crudup's like, let's see where it goes. And then he pulls aside the guards, and he's like, hey, they, they're bonding in there right now. We can see it. All these prisoners, like, you guys got to reassert your dominance. Take control. You got to. Oh, so and he, he just starts, like, fuel completely, to the fire. yeah. He's like, call for backup if you need backup. Like, why does it have to just be three of you? What is it? And, like, he just completely stokes it all. And, like. So now he's interfered in his own experiment, so none of this is valid. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. within day I think at the start of day two, he's completely invalidated everything. Yeah. But it just breaks down into total chaos. And it just kind of shows like how fast and how corrupt power can make you. Yeah. Cause like, there's no reason, like they all sign a contract before they even start the experiment. Like, 
hey, I'm not going to do this. Hey, I'm not going to do this. This is an experiment. We're all equal. This, there's no none of this, none of that. Like, But it doesn't matter. And it, it all just goes out the window because of this assumed hierarchy of power. Yeah. And it was just really interesting. And I saw it the other day when I was scrolling through things to watch. And I was like, I know what this is, but like, I should probably watch it. Cause now seems like a good, now seems like a good time to watch this. Given all the intense examinations of like law enforcement across the country and police departments and stuff. Yeah. And the abuse of power. Exactly. And like, they when enact. you see that, like nine college kids, nine broke college kids, like after a day, decide to run uh, like i run a prison i, I don't know because it's like still in the school and everything but like when you see like the type of power and influence and like how crazy they get about it within a day and these are nine relatively peaceful normal college students you're like oh i can't imagine 30 or 40 years or 50 you know in some cases and it's just it was really crazy it was really interesting yeah well i mean i no matter what what is it absolute Absolute power corrupts. Uh, abs- absolutely. absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's oh, it'll always happen. It's, I mean, you know, it's not ever really gonna stop. People, once you get power as a human, in that regard, it's not like you just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna use this for goodwill, <laughs> right? Um, they, you know, there are the the sacred few that maybe find it within themselves to kind of use their power and things to do good. But from what we've noticed in this world and kind of throughout time. Uh, the bad usually prevails mm-hmm. and most people use their money or power for ulterior motives, corrupt things. Yeah. There's where people are always for sale. People are, uh, always- yeah. Like myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It says a lot that you'd want to be a guard. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so my thinking and wanting to be a guard was just that I would have, Cause I thought it was like all nine guards, all nine prisoners just mm-hmm. chilling. So I thought, you know, okay, I'd rather be on the side that has weaponry and <laughs> things like that. If the shit goes off and popping, you know, like I don't want to be a prisoner who's just like, I have to make my weapon from a fucking broken piece of wood <laughs> plastic or, spoon or something. plastic spoon or something. Yeah. I'd rather have this stuff at hand in case something happens. Right. Um, but you know, and also you're in a position of power. I'm not going to turn down a position of power to be a prisoner. Like <laughs> why that's what doesn't make a lot of sense to me is why people would go towards more wanting to be a prisoner. Like you're literally willingly giving up all your like personal and physical freedom. They That's it's funny you say that because they gloss over it. It's not made to be like a big deal in the movie. It's just one of those things where you're like, huh, interesting. But, like, thinking about it now with you saying that, I think it's probably got something to do with people not wanting the the responsibility, like, the sense of responsibility that comes with the power. But what because, is that responsibility, really? Because, like, like if, you, if, like in, if we break it, to, like, in terms of the experiment, like, of, of just, like, this experiment, hey, you're going to be nine guards in charge of policing nine prisoners, and you're going to have to be the one to tell them what to do and what they're doing, like... I could see, like, if you view everyone, like, if you're all just 18 broke college kids and you're like, okay, cool, we're all pretty equal here. It's not, yeah. like, it'd be, it's hard to but be that's told, not, like, hey, you are going to go tell him what to do just because. But there's always going to be someone in a group that thinks they lead the group. Yeah. There's always some alpha dickhead that is always, like, 
this situation needs control. And that's what, I mean, to play into what's happening right now and also police officers in general, most of the people that go into that profession are people who think they know what is truly right and wrong. Right. It's people who don't, they only see black and white. They don't see gray. Uh, And I'm not saying all police officers are this way, but a vast majority are power tripping dickheads. I mean, the fact that you can Um, look through every single city and see stories and examples right now of cases being either dug up or things happening yeah, right now. Yeah, I know, yeah. It, I mean, it, it speaks to a larger issue. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You, like not all cops are bad, but every city but that's, and every seems to have bad but cops. But it's like, I'm not shocked by it, because if you were... No, not at if, all. If it's something you gave a shit about before everything that's happening right now with the death of George Floyd and, and the protests across America... You saw this shit coming because it's just been building up and building up and it's been going on forever. I mean, the institution of police and sheriffs was founded, I believe, on slave, like, on slave, uh, uh, trappers, not trappers, but, right. like, yeah, I don't think the institution it was, was founded until after slavery was abolished. In the United States, no, it was back when, like, during kind of the height of slavery there's something fuck i forget when slaves would escape they would have these specific groups of militias and things that Mm -hmm. would go out hunting for them hunting was the word i was searching for this entire fucking time (laughs) okay slave hunters um and that becomes the foundation of i believe like local sheriff's offices or local police in America Um, because before in our early like post American revolution Mm -hmm. pre sort of industrialization was not lawless, but there wasn't a, wasn't a whole police force. You know, it was still very self. Everyone had to be self-sufficient um, small towns, things like that. There was mm-hmm. a a kind of type of police force, but an organized police force of what we have now. I th- believe its roots comes from slave hunting. I'd have to look more into that, and I and I don't really care, kind of <laughs> insinuating something like that because it makes sense. Uh, well, I know I heard something the other day with all of this renewed topic and everything and everyone kind of bringing everything up again with all this. They It did say something about the police force like really becoming a thing, like an institution after slavery was abolished, after the 13th Amendment. Uh, so it definitely makes sense. It makes sense that there would be kind of like this ingrained history and i'm sure it went back well it's i mean it's it's not not even that it's it's even in the early 20s and i mean we have marijuana the marijuana laws in this country are completely based off of fear of the of blacks like of black people it it was a jazz musician drug and all of that fervor in the early 20s Mm -hmm. is complete of like anti-marijuana need to be or it's the 30s sorry it's like the third it's the 30s um arises from the factor that it's viewed as a drug that only black people use 
and mm. the federal government and local governments illegalized marijuana basically to not only create a scapegoat for them to arrest and incarcerate more black people, mm-hmm. but pretty much that arrest and incarcerate black people because they viewed it as only a black drug with marijuana. And then, I mean, you further down the line, uh, black communities are I mean, redlining all over the nation. Mm-hmm. They're basically funny funneling black people into communities and then, low income, low rent, flooding the streets with drugs. I mean, the whole crack epidemic and things is perpetrated on the CIA. I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but you, we have enough evidence now to pinpoint that Inglewood, Watts, all those areas were flooded with crack in the 80s mm-hmm. by essentially FBI, CIA, internal operatives. So it's all the the American government has been very <laughs> anti-black for about four hundred years. This has been uh, empty your queue with anonymous. We are, <laughs> no, um, so I did look it up really quick. This is just like the the short Wikipedia rundown. It says slave catchers were people who returned escaped slaves to their owners in the U.S. before slavery was abolished at the end of the Civil War. Yes. Uh, their types of slave, slave catchers were mercenaries. Like You would picture a typical mercenary, like yes. a bounty hunter. And then also law enforcement is yeah. the other category, it says. And it says, in the North, these were the watchmen who were paid small fees by private citizens to police the streets and maintain order in their areas. Yeah. The first groups in the South were slave patrols, which were made up of slave owners and non-slave owners and were also paid by private citizens. And that is paid by private citizens. And those people become federally funded after the Civil War. Yes. And become our local police institutions. Uh, essentially yeah so it is always the police and the police in this country have always been predicated on hatred of black people and an abuse of power so yeah i mean (laughs) it's and that's kind of why i thought that this movie would be interesting to bring up i didn't expect us to go into all of that (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, like, when well, because you- that's, I mean, that's what it all is with that, with that, with the guard. I mean, not even I said I wanted to be a guard, but it's, it is solely based on knowing I the type want of power, the that- power and, and freedom essentially. Like, you're yeah, like, you're like, oh, if things go terrible, like I'll be protected. Because that's I'm the- white privilege. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly what that is. So that's kind of interesting too, because in the, in the experiment, there were no, it was all white people. There's like a couple a couple African American dudes that are on the like that are Billy Crudup's peers, like fellow teachers and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. That are like, Yeah, let's let's see what happens. Let's see how this goes. Let's see like and <laughs> Because uh, it doesn't seem like this movie is trying to be complex enough to introduce the idea of no, race not relations in this scenario. No, it's just talking about like, hey, look what happens when you give people a nightstick and tell them they're powerful. Yeah. And like even then they're like drunk with power, so <laughs> imagine all the other stuff like yeah imagine this in a real life situation where you tell someone that they're here to enforce law and order laws some written 100 200 years ago that make no sense nowadays in today's society not only that amendments 
<laughs> that don't make any sense in today's society. Burn, burn it down. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would recommend watching it. Uh, it's kind of like not upsetting. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like you just watch it. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how fast? Like, why would people? Oh, that's one thing I forgot too. So it's Billy Crudup's girlfriend that talks him out of, like, talks him into canceling everything. Yeah. Like what? Thirteen days in, like, like one six days in. Oh, okay. He's like, oh yeah, you said it only like, goes yeah, like six, seven days. And she's like, you've got to stop this. You did what? Like, what's yeah. happening? Like, does anybody get murdered? No, nothing like that. Oh, just a lot of abuse, a lot of like psychological sexual impacts. assault. Um, you'll have to watch and see. Is that a yes? You'll have to watch and see. Let's okay. <laughs> Well, for like a trigger warning for someone who wants to watch this, is there a rape scene in this movie? No. Okay. <laughs> if we're going to break it down like that, no. <laughs> yeah. So there's no need to hide that. There's no need for like a... Yeah. I don't want to spoil the rape scene for people. Yeah, no. You know, something that could be horrifyingly traumatic for someone to watch. <laughs> I don't want to hide that from them. Uh right. But yeah, no, I, uh, I've i always been interested in it. I've never really sat down to watch it because at the same time, it's always kind of seemed like a half-baked idea of a movie. And from kind of like hearing your explanation of some things. Well, it's it kind of a seems... half-baked idea of a study. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I guess it kind of pan- it plays out. It, like to me, the, every time I look at it, I'm like, I know how this goes. Like, okay, yeah. you, you give people a position of power. I mean, it's surprising that it goes a fucking awry the first day but there's a certain point where you reach with authority or something of that nature where you start and this is a certain point in human nature mm-hmm. where you reach a point where you learn to exploit the loopholes in things yeah just any entity any action anything you learn the easy way to do it that's what we all try to do it's why we have factories it's why we crank out shit is why we pie off the internet we all want to get to the easy way to do it and total authority over someone making them do what you say effectively turning them into a slave is the ultimate in easy to do it if i had someone i could just order around to clean my house it's wally it's we all want <laughs> to be the Wally people. We just want to sit in our fucking chairs and press a button and make shit just pop up in front of me. I don't like to get up to turn on my PlayStation, so I use my controller every single time to turn that thing on. It's it's all about the ease of things. The comfort. This has gone in a bunch of directions that I never would have <laughs> expected. Um, but yeah, I would recommend watching it. Uh if you're curious about it, I would say you should watch it too. If you're I will. I mean, might as well. It's not the best movie. It's pretty, like, it's okay. It's so as I said, it's, it looks like a half-baked movie. But it's, yeah. With a half-baked idea. It, but it's about a half-baked. Billy Crudup's good, though. He's very good. Is I, it Crudup or Crudup? I don't know. Okay. I always say Crudup, but... Because he was, uh, he's like the only... Si- actually, what is it? It's him and... Are we going Watchmen right now? Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley? Is no, 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 no. God, no. Patrick no. Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are two kind of the saving graces, and surprisingly, Malin Ackerman. But she's kind of a she has a bad actress quality to her that you can't escape sometimes. Like, so it's just kind of like uh, this has been Watchmen talk. Yeah, but no, Billy Crudup's pretty good. He's very good. He's good in this. Um, 
there's not really a whole lot for everyone to do. Like everyone just kind of has to look sad and, or look like angry. Yeah. Depending on what role they're playing. Does Ezra Miller ever get his revenge? Oh, wait, that's a split. You could save that. Save that one. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I see. Um, but yeah, so I would say check it out. It's on Netflix for a few more days up till the 17th. We got a countdown. We're going to release. We should probably release this one on Monday. Yeah, it's probably Mondays yeah. then. So people yeah. have time to watch it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's relevant. I think it's it's understand like it's topical. It's it's a good way to look and see like just how quickly power can get to people. Yeah. Even like seemingly level-headed people. Um Yeah, I mean, are any of us really level-headed? Not anymore. No. Oh. But like you said too with like warnings and stuff, it is pretty like I guess a realistic approach to like protect like police brutality and force. Yeah. So if that's something that could be upsetting, um, then steer clear. But I, but Hey, we've maybe, seen enough on the TV right maybe, now in real life. Like just so. read about the, the experiment. Like there's all sorts of books and stuff all about it. You can find like actual interviews and footage online. Is it too. a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so if you, you can find all that, like if you want to actually see, if you don't want to watch the movie and see it like recreated, you can read it and maybe it's a little less, upsetting um but it's just yeah i think it's an interesting thing i think it was something different um and it was a good chance to kind of get that perspective on it and kind of see what happens even in like a a small setting in a in a high school i feel like we should we should have touched on it being a real thing earlier because for some reason i was thinking this whole thing was just a movie no, it's a like real it was thing. a movie in seventy one too no it was a real experiment okay in nineteen seventy yeah it was a call it was stanford there you go this professor wanted to do it and they were like, all right. And I don't know. I don't understand how it was approved, how it went as long as it, hey, it was 1971, man. <laughs> He's like, Hey man, let's just do this, man. You're like two years removed from all the counterculture stuff of 1969. Yeah, pretty much. So he's probably Timothy like, Leary's out there just sprinkling acid on everything. Like a little, <laughs> like a little acid fairy, like acid salt bay. Yeah. Just right down on the tune in. Drop out. I forget the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, would you want to be a prisoner or a guard? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't like. I don't know. Just let us know. Let us yeah. know. Yeah. You, watch you it can you reach us at the movie mail or the movie mailbag at gmail dot com. Yeah, that's the email address. We have uh, you up. can reach us at Hefferbrew on Twitter, Instagram. And then Hefferbrew just on Facebook. Yeah, just search Hefferbrew. Um, I think it might be Facebook.com slash Hefferbrew now. But probably. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, you can just search Hefferbrew, though, on Facebook. And we're going to, Facebook is next. That's the next thing that we have to. We, we haven't updated cancel. that one. That's, yeah, that one's. Uh, oh, for canceling Facebook? Uh, good luck with that. No, it's yeah. Like the only medium for people 45 and over to communicate. <laughs> so, um, uh, and so, then yeah, Twitter is like the only medium for, I think, 28 to 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram's for everyone because that's just all about vanity, and uh, Snapchat is where fourteen to uh, pedophiles that are forty six communicate. So that's 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 your so how you humans communicate will, through social media. We will uh, we'll be back. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Snapchat's an awful place. Facebook then Snapchat. That's how we cancel them. And uh, we will be back, guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>